1: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com
0: Teams. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast, this is Chris Liss, your host, and as usual I am joined by my co-host, Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, Dalton?
1: What do you think? What do you think is going on? on?
0: Uh, I think you're happy that the Warriors are almost certainly going to win. They very well might sweep. You're going to win money from a $1,000 from that moron who made that bet. You aren't going to win the LeBron bet against me. What else? I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, it's pretty much Warriors uh, all day and all night for me. How could Barron so make
0: I, that bet? I mean, Barron's, jeez, what was he thinking?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, yeah, I also got seven and one on the sweep. I, um, but let's let's not talk about me winning money because I made an impulse buy and I went to Game Two because after watching Game One, I'm like, man, there there, this actually could be a sweep and there won't even be an option for a Game Five. So. I, I made it an impulse buy. No one else. Uh, I have a big Warriors fan who was out of the country. A couple other people were unwilling to spend the amount of money. So I, you know, I, I drove to a Bart station and and went to Game Two by myself, and it was pretty sick. And it How was much? worth it. It was thirteen hundred dollars was the ticket. Oh, $1, that's $1, no big deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's that's not inconsequential. A real man would have me up for yeah. better seats. Yeah, with, with two, two children, and who knows, with Yahoo getting sold to Verizon. I mean, it, it, it probably wasn't the smartest, but I'll tell you who wants to sweep more than me is my wife. She might be the only person who wants to sweep more than me, so I don't even have the uh, option of going to a game five. So, anyway, last night was pretty sick. A couple stats. Uh, you know, I don't know if you watched it, but they went on an 11-0 run in the last three minutes. Um, they're 31-1 over the last 32 games, and that one loss, I happened to be there. It was against the Jazz, and they just sat everyone. In the second half. This is the craziest stat of the, of the week, though. LeBron, last night, was plus 7 in 46 minutes. And the Cavs lost by 5 in without an overtime game.
0: Maybe he should have been the MVP this year.
1: Yeah, like like Jeff and Gundy voted for him the first time they faced each other. And like he said, if he's never going to
0: win. If he didn't win
1: then, basically, it's just an award given to the team that wins, pretty much. If it that was going to happen. But um, anyway, so... I love Dre. I absolutely love him. He knows more about basketball than I do. But can we please go circle back to the Kevin Durant argument we had last week?
0: Right. Well, he, here's the thing. I didn't watch the games, but it kind of sounds like the Warriors were already kind of a dynasty and broke the record for wins in a single season. And really, if Draymond doesn't get suspended, probably win back-to-back titles. And they added a top-five NBA player, and the obvious take was, this is stupid. Like, this... This is over. They're going to be the greatest team of all time. And it's weird when the obvious take is actually true. <laughs> like That's kind right. of what seems right. to be going on.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's been amazing. Arguably outplayed LeBron the first two games. Uh, but obviously LeBron's been awesome himself. But, no, Durant hit a ridiculous three uh, with, with LeBron in his face, uh, deep with 50 seconds left, down two last night. But he's just played really good defense and uh, – The difference between him and Harrison Barnes has just been just ridiculous. So he's, I mean, there's even, there are hot takes on the internet right now saying he's the best player in the world, but whatever, top three, top five, whatever. Um, I just, I don't know. Dre actually responded to me on Twitter, um, and and, uh, again, he knows more about basketball than me, but man, Durant fits pretty well, and he's just been freaking ridiculous in the finals.
0: Yeah, it's, but I mean, it's kind of bullshit, right? I mean... This was already a dynasty that would have won back-to-back titles probably if Draymond doesn't get suspended. And they add a top-five NBA player. Like, the fuck is that? That's bullshit. Right. It's not
1: like a baseball team adding a great hitter, too. You know? <laughs> a basketball player impacts it so much more, too. So it's, uh, yeah. It would be, no, like, it would be like
0: if the Astros at the trade deadline picked up Kershaw and Scherzer. You know, it would be like, okay. Um, and then they win the World Series. You're know, like, all right, whatever. You know, like, I mean, it's even crazier than that. Because I actually think that this Golden State team would be a bigger favorite. And you were smart to make that bet against the field. It was the correct bet?
1: Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Vegas came out and they said that they would place this Warriors team. I mean, hypotheticals are dumb in in nature, but they they placed them as eight-and-a-half-point favorites over the 95-96 Bulls.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you got to adjust for era, right? I mean, you can't just... It'd be like, well, what about the 1927 Yankees against, you know, whatever? It's like, yeah, the 1927 Yankees were eating hot dogs and drinking beer after the game, right? It's like, it's not really. You can't compare. We're not going. We're not quite right. that far back, but I, I, get, I, get I get your point. It's 20 yeah. years ago. It's more than 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, no evolution and, and just the fact of all the three points. I mean, totally, totally. I, I mean, I mean it's yes. not
0: right. I mean, physically, like the Bulls could match up. You know, I mean, Jordan would still be a monster and Pippen and all those guys, but it, 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 you know, the rules are different too. I mean, Jordan would be r- ridiculously unstoppable with the new rules too. So right. I mean, eight and a half seems a little steep, but maybe.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no, I hear you. And I, and I get that it's a I guess, by Durant signing, but why I argued this last week on Sirius, I don't think it was on the pod. So I'll just repeat it real quickly. But the Warriors – it would have been a joke if they were a destination if you thought of that five years ago. But they, they, you know, they drafted uh, Curry seventh. They drafted Clay Thompson eleventh. They drafted Draymond Green in the second round. I mean, there's never a useful player drafted in the second round other than like Gilbert Arena. Warriors are apparently the best second round drafters ever. Um, and just the thought of them being a destination would have been absurd uh, as recent as four years ago. Yeah, but, and, that's,
0: but it is the Bay Area, and it's not like. It's not like they were a shitty team in Milwaukee or Cleveland or something like that. I mean, as no, soon as they got yeah. good, it's a, it's a desirable place to be. No offense sure, to Cleveland, you know. Milwaukee. Dalton's usually the one that shits on cities. I'm just, you know, I'm just keeping it real.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the arena is old, but I, I hear what you're saying. And um, they, they lucked out with Curry and his ankle problems. He's by far the biggest bargain uh, on a contract in, in all of sports, maybe ever. What he's produced based on his peers as far as contract-wise. And it's just a kind of a confluence of events that'll never happen again. And as I said on SiriusXM, I, I you know, I took the Niners' run for granted, and I'm not doing it again because it can just go away with your local teams just like that. I mean, my San Francisco Giants terrible this year. It can just, it can just suddenly poof and, and, and go away. And they're going to deal with some crazy contract situations upcoming. This Warriors team, but that's why I made a point of seeing them live game two. And I get why you want to shit on them and oh it's not as as cool but dude i mean could you have, i mean they, they might go 16 they're one win away from going 16 and 0 in the playoffs and that's pretty sick
0: right and it's not like there were an east an eastern conference team played a bunch right. of scrubs i mean they did get lucky that Kawhi got hurt and that
1: made right right but, but beating lebron in his prime i mean i mean with so, Cousy, so, Irving and Love, i mean it's pretty pretty good
0: yeah this was just a goliath that lebron couldn't even come close to slaying i mean that that's that's the story here right And if you look at LeBron, I mean, he won the two titles with Wade and Bosh. And then last year he won a title that he probably wouldn't have won but for Draymond's suspension. And you're kind of like, well, you know, he hasn't really slain the Giant. He hasn't really taken him down. I mean, last year was the best that he had because it was with Cleveland. It wasn't with the Dream Team that he put together. But even so, like, it took kind of a, a ridiculous thing, a suspension, to arguably their best player to make it happen course you can't question LeBron's greatness it's just I, I kind of wanted to see him beat golden State because I wanted him to slay the ultimate Goliath and as Dre pointed out he had two top 20-ish Nba players on his team and I just feel like this is you can't get swept by that you got you got to show up better maybe golden State's just that good it's just they're just too good it, it doesn't it's not in any one person's power to put up a fight against them but I don't know man it's just crazy I, I hear you though you know he was plus Plus five or whatever, plus six,
1: in the Plus seven. Minutes, in, in, the, in the forty-six
0: minutes he played. So maybe he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> maybe those, those guys he's playing with aren't that good.
1: Yeah. So uh, Jordan, well, you know, he went six and zero in the finals. And if LeBron loses, you know, one of these next games, he'll be three and five. Now, is that a detriment, or are you just still impressed that he made you know, eight finals already in his career?
0: But remember, it was like a it was like a bye to the finals for like four of those years.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, when it wasn't uh, LeBron's Cavs, it was like Jason Kidd Nets getting swept by the Spurs. Yep. It was like the Dwight Howard magic getting destroyed in the finals. It didn't really matter which of those crappy teams made it. So beating those teams, I mean, it's still something, right? I mean, if it was like John Wall and he made it to the finals and got swept, you'd be like, wow, he's really taking a huge step up. You know, he led his team to the finals, even in the East. But with LeBron, it's kind of like, well, big deal. All
1: right. Um, all right, well, let's, let's move on. I know we're limited in time. Um, I just wanted to bring up a couple uh, baseball things to throw your way. Actually. Uh, how did your uh, friends and family do, uh, with the bat yesterday?
0: Yeah. Two for 47 and tweet that I saw that. Right. So my, my batting average is like 265 ish as a team. So if you have a 26 and, and a half percent chance of succeeding and you have 47 tries, the odds of you succeeding between zero and two times on 47 tries at twenty-six and a half percent is like one in 12,000. Okay. 12,000 if I did it right. Like you, I mean, it is, I mean, obviously it's not really one in 12,000 because maybe one of my guys was facing Kershaw. Maybe one of my guys, although I didn't have any Nats and, and nobody was facing Strasburg. I don't have any Dodgers active. So I didn't have, they weren't even going against those guys, but it does obviously depend on the pitcher and, the park and other factors, but still Oh you like, had you had two guys, two guys in course field. field. Right. I probably had a higher than two sixty five, you know, expected average yesterday. And so to go two for 47 is like one in twelve thousand. So you know and, and my NFBC main team is in tenth place. I've got a lot of overlap. It slipped from first. I'm third in my own league. I'm not really worried about that. I'm just trying to get back to the top. All my bench is on the DL and perhaps one or two of my starters are still in the DL. Alex Wood, we'll see. He makes his start. Ivan Nova left the game with an injury, and those guys are my active guys. All six of my bench are, are on the. All seven of my bench are on the know, All seven, literally all seven. And you know, it's just it's just one of these things where in baseball season in June, you get in like a, a team wide. You know, all your teams kind of collectively slump, especially if you're like me and you have overlap. So it's it's been a, an annoying uh, week or two, I have to say.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask you about. That was my next question. I was gonna ask you about your uh, the main event. So it's tenth overall,
0: tenth right now. And look, if you had asked me before the season, in you know June eighth, would I take tenth? Of course, I'm totally in the running. I'm totally fine. I've got guys coming back from the DL, but it's trending the wrong way. You know, I was in first for a few weeks. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I'm in a $1,500 NFBC uh, primetime league, and, and same as you, literally every single player on my bench is on the DL. I mean, I, I hate to complain about it. What, what are your thoughts on DL slots, actually, in fancy baseball?
0: Uh, I'm with P and Al. I, I like the NFBC way where there just aren't any. I don't mind the Yahoo game where there's two. It's not too bad um, to have a couple stashes. Maybe I think I would go for one, maybe, not two. Um, but I've even been in 12-team leagues where there's unlimited DL, and the waiver wire is picked clean because everyone's right. got six or eight guys on the DL, and so they've already picked up all the available players. And so you get an injury, and you're like, okay, who, who am I going to replace? And there's no one there. And in a 15-team league, it would just be there, it would truly it would be like an AL only league, what was on the wire. And that, right. that actually hurts right. you worse if you have bad luck and get injuries because you just don't have any replacement. So I like, you know, I like the way it, it works. You have seven slots, it's a decent sized bench, but You know, I may have to cut Devin Travis. I may have to cut Eduardo Rodriguez in a 15-team league. I have to get players. And it's a tough choice, but teams in my league that have similar problems also have to make that tough choice. So I I just think it's a better game when there's more tough decisions. If you um, have an edge, if you're an above-average player, you want more decision points over the course of the year. Because it's like playing poker. If you're playing poker against Phil Ivey, heads up, and you play three hands, you might win. But if you play three thousand hands, you have a zero percent chance to win, because there's so many decisions to make, and he's going to make better decisions than you will. And over time, it's going to. There's no way you'll win. So, I actually like it being a little bit tighter and a little bit harder to uh, just carry guys on your bench and have some guys on the waiver wire that you can speculate on and pick up. Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. I, yeah, I have
1: the same decision if I drop players like Jameson Taillon or Carlos Rodon. The other people on my DL are Brian Braun and Freddie Freeman. It's right. just like you can't, you can't drop those guys and you, Tomas, and it's it's been frustrating here. But I, I get that there's a ton more DL spots because of DL placements because of the ten day thing. And Alex Wood, you mentioned real quickly. I'm pretty sure that when he went on the DL, he had the longest uh, scoreless streak in in baseball. He quietly was awesome this year so far.
0: Yeah, and I actually, so this was the good luck. I've had some bad luck lately, but you know, I had Rich Hill who hasn't been very good, went on the DL immediately with the blister. But because I wasn't sure whether he'd start and what would happen, I actually kind of overspent on Alex Wood. I spent like 79 on him to just because I had Rich Hill and I wanted to just guarantee that I had the start that week. Uh, and be, So I sort of lucked into Alex Wood, who I had no particular reason to like. You know, I'm sure you know he's on the Dodgers. He has been decent in the past. But I wasn't like hyping up Alex Wood. So there's been some right. lucky breaks like that, and he was one of them.
1: Yeah, no, he has a funky delivery, and, and way back, you know, I mean, a few years ago, when the Braves looked like he was going to be a star, but it's been a while before he's been reliable like this. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. You say overspent, but in hindsight, that was a, a bargain, it, assuming he can come back here. But um, yeah, any other
0: uh, sports stuff to throw at me before I go over the esoteric stuff? Yeah, a couple things. So uh, this year is so weird. So my friends and family team, I think I'm ahead of you now, and you're going to end up paying me, but I'm last in home runs. I'm like, why am I last on home runs? My team is fine in power. I've got Miguel Cabrera. I've got Chris Davis with a C. I've got Carlos Gonzalez. I've got Yasmani Tomas, who's hurt, but he's a power hitter. I've got Will Myers. 14-team league, that's like enough pop. Five legitimate 30 home run guys, right? I mean, that's that's enough. Um, but I don't have any. I don't have a single one of the Smoke, Judge, Alonzo, Corey Dickerson, Justin Bour, Logan Morrison, Ryan Zimmerman, any of those guys, Eric Thames, I don't have any of them. And that's why I'm in last in homers. And I was talking to Jeff about this. This year, it's just so random. All the home run leaders, or most of them, are just a bunch of freaking guys that you just, they were on your waiver wire after your draft was over. And it's just, it's, you know, always a couple people kind of creep up, but not three quarters of the leaderboard. I mean, it it is truly insane how many top home run guys were just completely available for free. Yeah, I see you have my guy, Justin Turner, who
1: somehow, before going down with an injury, was hitting three seventy-nine with one homer over 140 at bats, which is yeah, bizarre I mean. considering he, you know, slugged 500 last year. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's always a lather, rinse, repeat, craziest year ever. But it does seem uh, even more abnormal than usual with baseball this season.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know, between the DL and the randoms that are populating the top of the leaderboards, it is just really... A, a strange year and uh, you know it's, and it's, this is coming off a season where a year in 2016 where the prohibitive favorite for the presidency lost the, the two teams up through one in the finals both the warriors and the indians both lost won down 28-3 like but... in the third quarter in the super bowl and then the oscars they actually announced That's the winner it. of best picture and then changed their mind it was a mistake the odds after they announced that la la land was best picture that Moonlight was actually Best Picture were like one in a million, one in ten million. Because what are the odds that you would announce it and then it would be a mistake? It just never would happen. So and right. they were
1: the huge favorites too, mind you.
0: Right, and they were huge favorites, and and so you know reality seems to be just pulled out from under us. Like it's just wait, this is true. Wait, that's true. And I, and I feel like everything seems this way. Like everything that you were like sure is true, you're not sure anymore. And I feel like this baseball season is is kind of like that. It's like, well, wait, who's on top of the leaderboard? Who are these guys? Where do they come from? And every player, Whit Merrifield puts on 25 pounds of muscle, starts raking, and you're like, do I have to pick this guy up? I feel like I'm behind on a lot of these pickups. Like, wait, who the hell is this guy? This guy's dealing now. This guy's crushing it. Where did he come from? And I feel like I, I, ah, I don't have any shares. I'm too late to the party here. It's just like there's so many players like that that have emerged. That it's, it's almost hard to keep track of. No, totally agree. You're
1: the guy who gave me a hard time for not doing a better job of pickups and league of leagues. But it's it's yeah. I mean, if you're not on it, um, this was the year that you could win your. If there was any year you could win your league just based off the of waiver wire, so far the first few months of this season has been it.
0: And the other thing that's interesting is the starting the top starting pitchers have been excellent, right? You have Kershaw, Scherzer, and Sale are just out of control, but oh. they're. Those, if you have one of those three, it is just such a leg up on everybody else in your league. But Bumgarner yeah. and Syndergaard were pitching really well, too. They just got hurt. Bumgarner was a freak accident. Syndergaard was, you know, obviously an arm injury that could have been, maybe been prevented if the team wasn't so idiotic. But the top five guys were, have, were great every time they pitched. And then the other right. guys, you know, Kluber has been mediocre and he was hurt, but he came back and he's been dealing. Darvish has been a little disappointing, but, you know, decent. The top seven, it's not like anybody was bad or underperformed. Maybe Verlander is the first one that just kind of sucked for no reason.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I have Verlander in my home league. I mean, he nearly won the Cy Young last year, and he's been a huge disappointment for sure. He's still throwing hard, too, like 98. Yeah, I would um, I buy was...
0: low. I would still buy low. Yeah. All right, shoot, hit me with the other stuff. I got, I got a few more things, but go ahead. I'll save some of these for the show.
1: Okay, real quick. Um. I don't know. I don't think you watched this show but HBO, The Leftovers. Just yeah, had I did. series. I watched it. I watched the I watched. The okay, just had it... Just had a series finale, not season done. series finale, um, and uh, gotten a couple debates on Twitter. And I'm just curious everyone's opinion um, uh, if Nora Durst was telling the truth. I don't want to spoil it, but I mean do you think yeah, Nora I read Durst was a telling
0: I saw it. I saw it. I read a review in the New York Times, and the reviewer said the first time she watched it, she just took it at face value like this is what happened. And right. then the second time she watched it, she thought, no – You know, it's just, it was a a lie. It was just part of the whole, it it was just (laughs) part of the theme of the last show, all the the sort of half truths and, you know, what, but, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, man, that show kind of fits in with the whole theme of the last year because it's, you know, what is actually true and what is, you know, what is the story that you're telling yourself? I don't know. It's just like reality seems a lot more fluid in the last 18 months.
1: Yeah no, I, I think it was obviously left up for interpretation. I, I personally thought that I, I took it at face value. My wife was adamant that she was making it up. and the more I read stuff, uh, it is kind of cool that the ultimate denier uh, might just make that story up to make Kevin Garvey feel better. So I'm kind of leaning toward maybe changing my mind, but I was curious. So why, would I, I
0: was the, was that, why would he feel better again? I forget. was what was the issue? Why would he feel better? Just that there's like
1: hope on the other side, I guess um, I, I don't know. Uh, it again, it's left up for interpretation. But I, I thought it was a it was a really interesting show, and I'm not even like a big sci-fi guy. But I mean, not that it was sci-fi, but um, I it's thought it's kind that of it sci-fi, ended, kind of sci-fi, right? And the the penultimate episode was pretty cool. And he's like the president and all that. And uh, they made a joke about his member. I don't know if you if you knew that was a running joke, but did you did you know that <laughs> what I'm talking about when we had to get in the president.
0: Use his ID. That's actually a good that's a good like ID thing because someone could easily see photos of your face on the web and figure out a way to simulate that. Right. But (laughs) unless you've been doing some uh, adult films like you have, they're not going to know, you know, they're not going to know what the deal is. So if you get ID that way, then it's uh safe he, he
1: was jogging in, in shorts or like sweatpants in the first season and it was a running joke the about uh just how it looked, and I think the writers made a point of that to make him uncomfortable about it all, but uh that was pretty uh that was definitely a kind of a hidden joke there. But
0: anyway, you like that show, right? It's recommended. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't like the greatest show ever, but it was interesting. It made you think about some big questions. Sure. sure. All right, well we only have a couple minutes. Do you
1: wanna do you wanna what you want it, I just wanted to throw a couple other things at you, but go ahead. No, Four no, minutes, you, you guys, go so. ahead. Okay, do you have any thoughts on Bill Maher or Kathy Griffin?
0: Um, you know, I think Kathy Griffin doesn't offend me, man. I think that shit is comedian. I mean, she's making a joke. I, just, I don't care. I, you know, and it's not because it's Trump. It could be any president. I think that's fair game. I mean, i you know, maybe that's hardcore, but I just whatever. She's a comedian. Yeah, her her career might be over. I mean, it's. it's I mean, it's, it's just so it ends careers, and then Bill Maher. I don't like Bill Maher. I don't think he's that funny. I don't think he's very smart. I don't think he's like a very insightful commentator. I think he sometimes has a good discussion going and he'll cut it off with something stupid that he says. Um, you know, like you, it's just it's just a third rail. You can't say that word. Again, personally for me, I think, you, you know, comedians, everything's fair game. That's just how I feel about comedians. I'm not a black person, so I may not be the best person to ask whether that should be the case. But for me, I just feel like the comedians are the people who can break the taboos. And once they can't break the taboos, then you know we're talking about a society where there's all this pent-up stuff that nobody's allowed to say in any context. I don't think that's healthy. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Uh, Comey,
1: I believe, is testifying as we record this, so we can't talk about that. But one last quick thing, uh, what, what, what do you, uh, how bad is this pulling out of the Paris climate deal?
0: I don't know. I, I think it was kind of a half measure, like most of the neoliberal Obama-Clinton-type initiatives. It was like not really solving the problem, but it was better than nothing, sort of like Obamacare is better than the new bill and I don't know if maybe this just shows like how much we don't give a shit so it'll spur people that are more you know it'll motivate people to say oh wow the government's not going to take care of this for us we need to do something so it may be a good thing it's one of those things like where you know Trump gets elected and the gun manufacturers all the sales go down because now they're not worried about guns being taken away from them and so it's like an unexpected second order effect that, you know, you're like, well, now Trump's going to be like, all the gun people are going to get more guns. Well, no, it's the opposite. So maybe with this sort of like half measure thwarted, everyone's going to be like, holy shit, the government's not going to fix this for us, which they probably weren't anyway. They were going to sort of mildly half-ass it. And now individuals might be like, we need to do this. And you see some of it happening. I don't know in net whether that's better or worse. But so I don't know. I don't know what the result will be. But I'm not as like, this is the most important agreement ever. I'm sort of like, it shows he really doesn't give a shit and a lot of people you know that he's hired do not give a shit and that's troubling. Right, right. All right man, I know you got a crunch for time. Uh, good stuff list. All right, take it easy man. I'll talk to you in a bit. All right.